new phone. So, but good afternoon to everybody. I'm praying everybody's had the most blessed afternoon thus far, morning and afternoon. In the name of Jesus, as we declare and speak over our day, especially with our five smooth stones now. I hope y'all have your five smooth stones. I mean, you should have at least two or three smooth stones, which is the word of God, whether you're doing scriptures by verses or by the chapter. Yeah, you should have your five or two or three verses in a chapter. I mean, yeah. We proclaiming and declaring our year before it comes in. And God sent me such a beautiful understanding and word today in the midst of the five smooth stones. So the five smooth stones, uh, I explained that prior to, but the five smooth stones, I was uh, thinking about something. I had a word that day. And five smooth stones, probably if I look back in my little notebook, I hope I took notes on that day, but five smooth stones came to me. So the five smooth stones, uh, and so it was, yeah, it was David declaring his victory. Oh, I got the word, set it in motion. Set it in motion. So it's the set it in motion prayers. And, and I heard set it in motion. And then I was thinking on the five smooth stones. So I realized it was declaring God's word prior to, Mike is all the way behind me, prior to the year coming in. You know, a lot of people do New Year's resolution. I don't, I, 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 I don't do as much stuff as the world do as possible because it's not the resolution that don't get don't have a resolute it is the revelation one revelation can take you throughout the rest of your life so that's why uh a new year matter of fact the first book or booklet that came through the go tell my brethren ministry is a new year revelation so yeah i i yeah that 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 my first book or booklet because I, I didn't know anything about writing books and when I got it back and I saw how thin it was I was like oh wow okay I gotta do better <laughs> but yes so I'm lifting up my whole household I am in myself I'm lifting up you and your whole household beloved in the name of Jesus today is December 27th 2022 so we have uh what four days left to get it together and declare these things okay uh, especially as I lift up the kingdom family worldwide, the martyr saints, persecuted saints, those shutting down, those taken by men stealers, those feeling weak, weary, withered, and even worn. I'm lifting them and I'm lifting up their families. I'm lifting up children worldwide, all across the globe in the name of Jesus. Yes. Um, and lifting up the children of God, lifting up the body of Christ, lifting up our assurance and being persuaded and convinced of our profession and confession in Christ Jesus. So, Father, I come to you right now. Father, I ask that you bind up everything that's coming against my flesh. Bind up everything that's coming against the speak life and any warfare. 
any distractions in the name of Jesus, Lord. And I thank you. I thank you for being very present, Lord. I thank you for being God all by yourself. I, I welcome you in this speak life. And all that I do, I acknowledge you and open the door and ask for you to direct my heart and my path and my words, my total being to be acceptable in your sight, effective and fervent servant of God in the name and a fruitful, good, fruitful servant, because we should lose none, Lord God. And I pray that your mercy and grace abounds, Lord God, because we are mere men and we know not what we do. So, Lord, I ask that you enlighten us, move the scale like from off our hearts and our, our eyes and our ears, our nose, our mouth and our hands to do the work of the kingdom of God, to do the work of the Lord, to be accessible unto you and willing, Lord God, to grow in the knowledge of who you are in the reverence of who you are, in the agreement of who you are and what you're saying. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So good afternoon. So what I can't talk about is setting our affections on things above. Setting our affection on... See, this was the word that was supposed to come forth last night. But due to the fact I didn't look in my little notebook, I'm starting to write more. One time I used to write out a lot of things, but now I went through a, a season where I didn't too much write to London. But now, um, so this is the word that I got yesterday. Setting, it was actually the second part of this. Don't listen to dead things or stop listening to dead things, you know. But setting my affection or setting our affections on things above. So we find that in uh, Colossians, the third chapter. Setting our affection on things above. So it is written in Colossians 3, verse 1, always a King James kind of gal. So if you, if you. So this is a choice. This is a choice. If. It's a possibility. It starts with that. If you. So let's make this choice. If you be risen. We all choose that, right? Now, I don't know. You may not choose that. But I can't speak for you. So if you be risen with Christ. So if you be risen with the Lord, if you be risen with the word of God, yes, Lord, yes, seek. If you be, if you be, if you be, be is a permission word. Let there be light. So calling those things into existence. If you be risen with Christ, seek. So it's something we have to do. We have to do this. We have to do it. Mm -hmm. If you be risen with Christ the Lord, the word of God, seek those things. So we got to know what the things are. 
seek those things which. So when you see which, seek those things which. Which what? Those things which are above. So seeking those things that are above, which? The ones that are above. Because it's so easy to seek the things and desire the things that are beneath or below. Those are the earthly things. Seek those things which are above. Where? Okay, so this is this is the thing. All of this is... Okay, wait. I just looked upward, so... <sighs> okay, so I'm going to go back into verse 18 of Colossians 2. Let no man beguile you. My Lord. Okay. Okay, wait. Uh, verse 17. No, I can't do verse 17. Okay, wait a minute. Um, oh, okay, verse 14. Blotting out the handwriting of audiences that were against us, which was contrary to us. And take it out of the way. So I don't like starting from here because we don't know what it's saying. It's not a complete thought. Uh, so we are going to go back to verse 18. Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility. So it's something we are volunteering to do. A voluntary humility and worshiping of angels intruding into those things which he have not seen vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind so one thing is definitely below but let no man beguile you of your reward let no man trick you out of your reward remember the enemy is the most subtle of all so when we start to worship the wrong things. Those things may be above, but they are not uh, where Christ sits. Did we even say that part? Where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Those things are not, that's, that's not it. So hold on. Give me a second. Colossians 3 verse 1. If you then be risen with Christ, with the word of God, Seek those things which are above, where Christ, the Lord, the word of God, sits on the right hand of God. Now let's go back to verse 17, Colossians 2. Um, no, um, okay, 17, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Now, I don't like that because it's not a complete thought, but... Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he hath not seen, verily puffed up by his fleshly mind, and not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands have nourishment ministered, serving, okay? And knit together 
increases with the increase of God. So instead of letting any man beguile us of our reward with a voluntary, something we are allowing and doing and in, in giving into or giving to and worshiping angels, intruding in those things which he have not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. Our fleshly mind is dead. The carnal mind is dead. Carnal mind is dead. Fleshly mind is dead. We're going to jump over to Romans 8. It's going to come together. It is. Just stick with me. Take notes and stick with me. Verse 1. Um, verse 1 of Romans 8. There is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, the Lord, the word of God, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit the Holy Spirit of life, of the word in Christ Jesus, the Lord, the word have made me free from the law of sin and death, dead things. For what the law could not do, the, the law have a death connected to it in that it was weak through the flesh. That's, that's you know, God sending his own son or word or heart and mind in the likeness of sinful flesh. Anytime we see sin, we know it's dead. Anytime we see flesh, we know it's dead. And for sin, condemn sin in the flesh. It have to be killed. That the righteousness of the law, the righteousness part of the law, might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit, capital S and capital P, capital I, capital R, capital I, capital T, not just any spirit. For they that are after, according to following the flesh, do mind or give regard or think about the things of the flesh. But they that are after according to based on following listening to led by the spirit the things of the spirit for to be carnal carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity is hatred is hostile against god for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. If you skip down, um, no, we'll keep going. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, there's another if. There's a choice we got to make. If so be that the spirit, all capital of God, dwell, lives, abide in you. Now, right now, today, like a now faith, at this moment that we're even hearing the word come forth. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, the word, 
the Lord, which he'll send, send to us, send the comforter, he is none of his. So any, any man, any person that have not the spirit of Christ, that person is none of Christ. It's not of the word. It's not of the Lord's heart. And if Christ, the word of God, the Lord be in you, if we got to study, keep his commandments, if he's in us and we're in him, okay? If Christ, the word of God, the Lord be in you, the body is dead. So we have to stop listening to dead things. Our flesh, our body, the carnal mind, and people worshiping the wrong stuff. Okay, it says, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if, but if, choices, if the spirit of him, the Lord, the father that raised up Jesus, the Lord, the word of God from the dead, dwell in you, he, the father that raised up Christ, the word of God, his heart, his mind from the dead shall also quicken or give life to your mortal, your mortal bodies by the father's spirit that dwells in you. If the spirit is dwelling, therefore, or for this reason, brethren, we are debtors. We are not to the flesh. Because we're not listening to that. We're not following that. We're not according to the flesh to live after the flesh. Okay. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, if you follow, if you walk this life out after the flesh, you shall die. But if you, through the spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. So let's go back. How can we mortify the deeds of the body? We mortify the deeds of the body. Colossians 3 and 1. If you be risen with Christ, the word of God, the Lord, seek those things which are above where Christ sits on the right hand of God. That's how you mortify the deeds of the body. Set your affection on things above, not things of the earth, because things of the earth are going to die. Now, let's go back to Colossians 2 and 18. Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he have not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind that's dead and not holding the head which is god from which all the body by joints and bands having nourishment ministered and knit together increases with the increase of god how do we get the increase of god if we be in christ jesus if we be in Christ Jesus, the word of God, which is what God says, which is his heart, his mind, his words. If we be there, if we have received Christ, we've received the father. 
it says in verse 20, wherefore, if, if again, if you be dead with Christ, the word of God, the Lord, from the rudiments of the world, the teaching, the education of the world, the desires of the world, why as though living in the world are you subject to audiences? If you be in Christ, you cannot serve both. You cannot serve God and mammon. It says, wherefore, if you be dead with Christ, that means we're no longer following the things of the world. We're no longer minding fleshly things in the carnal mind. It says, wherefore, if you be dead with Christ, the word of God, if you be dead with the word of God from the rudiments of the world, what the world is saying, teaching, why, as though living in the world, are you subject to audiences? Touch not, taste not, handle not, close down our gates to those things because we are in Christ Jesus now. So we're dead in the flesh. So if we're still feeding the flesh and feeding the flesh alone, where do we feed the flesh from? From things below, from things beneath, not on the right hand of God. All those things we're watching on social media, all those things we're watching on TV, all those things we're playing video, all these kind of stuff is earthly things, things we're listening to, things we're talking about, things we're even agreeing with through deadness. Rather, it is us living in the carnal mind or we're getting counsel from people in the carnal mind. I was talking to a sister about some children and I said to her, they need somebody that's in Christ to help those children. Somebody that will take them to the house of God, somebody that saturates the environment with worship and praise music and sermons, whatever it is of the Lord Jesus. She said, you're right. You, they didn't, and, and they, cause they need help. They need counseling. Okay. Wait a minute. Jesus is the counselor. Now he can send you to a counselor, but God is not going to send you to a counselor that is based on earthly things. All they can do is listen, give a prognosis that is totally contrary to what the words say and put you on medication that is going to cause another problem because it's a practice. So if we are battling for ourselves, how are we doing that? Whose report are we believing? Because if God uses that means, he say, take the medicine, pray over your medicine, uh, this is this is a part of your testimony. Okay, that's fine. God is leading you to do that. But if that's always your first result, re, uh, resolve, is that if that's always your first go to, then then you pray. You're going to your God first, whichever God, whether it's the God above or whether it's the God beneath. Now I know my testimony. I know when God, I was in the hospital. I wasn't going to do anything. I wasn't getting no blood transfusion. I was, I was just, Hey, this is, I'm about to tap out of here. But the Lord told me, I wasn't even going to go to the hospital. The Lord told me to go to the hospital because it was time. And I tried to fight that until that pain hit. And I went to the emergency room and he told me there or on the way or whatever, be obedient before I even left the house. 
be obedient. Be obedient. And so what I was doing was asking God to use me. Use me, Lord, all before this. Use me, use me, use me. Not knowing that testimony was how I was going to get used. How, against the reports that the doctor was saying, God was going to do the work, just like when he did with Pharaoh. I know Pharaoh said he ain't going to let y'all go, but I say he is. So, yes, the doctor said you're never going to be healed. You're never going to be, this is never going to go away. That's not what God told me. God didn't tell me that. And so I know the obedience going through the hospital, even taking medication, even people was asking me, pleading with me to take the medication. I had already talked to the Lord. I was already in agreement to do it. If I had not heard that from the Lord, I'm not saying I would have been obedient because I probably wouldn't have knowing the person that I am, to be totally honest. But due to the fact that I heard from the Lord, nobody had to plead or beg with me because I already had a ready-made mind because God told me this is what I was supposed to do. And he had already sent somebody to prepare. I didn't even know. But the the brother was giving me information and I couldn't figure out why I was getting it. But it was teaching me to even pray over medication. Tell the medication what God said. Tell the medication. Give it a instruction. Talk to your body. Tell your body what the Lord have said. Declare it over yourself. This is how I can stand on declaring. This is how I can stand on declaring. Because our testimony gives us proof, give us the witness, and give us the boldness and assurance. Whatever we go through, and we go through it with the Lord. And sometimes we don't even know we're going through with the Lord. But when we realize it's the Lord that brought us through, this is how our testimony become so incredible because we have the proof our non-faith is based on proof it is based on a witness of what god has done not somebody else's witness so this is the thing whatever we're setting on our mind through and when a storm or when we got to make decisions come this is how we're going to base our our decision making on what god whether we are we are responding to the God below or the God above. Because the God above, that's where you find healing. The God above, that's where you find deliverance. The God above, that's where you find the Prince of Peace. The God above is where you find wise counsel. The God above is where you find holy and godly wisdom and understanding, instructions, prudence, equity, knowledge, and discretion. He will lead you in all things. Even if he say... You got to go to the hospital. Even if he, whatever he leads you to, to, to do, we have to have that faith because we're seeking him above and we are not going according to our feelings, our emotions, what the carnal man is saying, what the carnal people are saying. We're not going by that. Even if he say, you got, okay, I want you to go seek professional counseling. If he tells you that he's going to lead you to who he wants you to go to. I know a sister went for counseling. She ended up going to a Christian counselor. And the, the 
the keys that she needed for her now career, she got it at that Christian counselor. She got it at that Christian counselor. Before I even knew Christ, wanted anything to do with him, I went to a counselor years ago over my writing. Uh, my college professor said I need to go to counseling because I wrote so much about love and heartbreak and stuff. And so went to the counselor. Matter of fact, I think I went to two, but I know I went to a counselor. Both times, I'm talking to the counselor. I am sitting there counseling the counselor. Two, the counselor just stopped. Just stop. Just stop. Because I'm like, I'm coming to you. You got more problems than I have. Neither one of us knew Christ, though. But when God is already in you, he'll talk to you. He, he talked to the donkey. God talked to the serpent. God will make the rocks cry out. The rocks will come with some sense. The donkey was talking to the prophet. Who's supposed to have more sense in this event right here? So it says this. We're going to go back because I, you know, I get off on a tangent right there. So it says, verse 21, Colossians 3, touch not, taste not, handle not. Don't touch it. Don't taste it. Well, I wonder, I, I, years ago, I knew a young lady and she said that she wanted to try drugs just to see, just to see what? Just to see if you won't make it through? No, I'm not doing that. So this, 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 touch not, whatever it is, those crystals, whatever you're doing, whatever, touch not, no voodoo cards, no, no, no psychic, no superstition, no zodiac. We shouldn't be touched. It's okay. The world tells us it's okay. So we walk around here knowing these things are not right. And saying we serving the Lord at the same time. Now, there's a lot of things God got to open our eyes up to. He has to, he, he has to, the brother's like, I'm a so-and-so, whatever his sign was that he grew up with. I said, no, you're not. You're a child of God. I had just got that revelation not too long ago. So I'm like, no, you're not your child of God. When you're declaring those things, if you do your study and you do the background of things that you're calling to your life, you'll see how demonic a lot of these things is because this is truly a spiritual walk. Whether we see it or we don't, the spiritual realm is more unseen than it is seen unless it comes in a form where we can see it. Now we can see a lot of the spiritual world manifesting through all the murders, really a lot of bloodshed because you gotta give an account for that bloodshed. So it's like one thing about the, one of the attributes of the enemy is wrath, anger, hatred, enmity just like the carnal mind. So if we're listening to those things, if we're constantly watching all this murder, madness, hatred, this is what we're tasting, this is what we're touching, and this is what we're handling, the music, whatever the case may be, the movies, who wants to see something horrible that you can't shake out of your spirit? A lot of us don't realize it gets set 
in the seat of our soul. And this why it can come back to our remembrance 10 years from now because it's sitting in the seat of your soul. And so it's unraceable. The only one that can remove it is Jesus. He even says in an Isaiah, it's incurable. Your womb is incurable. The only one that can heal it is the Lord through the word, through the word, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because otherwise it's sitting in our soul and it has to be given an account for it. And many of us don't really understand whatever we do in the body, good or evil, we're dragging it to the judgment seat if we don't put it under the blood. And that's one of the things that is above, okay? But to finish Colossians 3, it says, touch not, taste not, handle not, which all are to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of men. This is what we're not to touch not and taste not. The commandments and the doctrines, what are men teaching? Which things have indeed a show of wisdom in well in will worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. If you then be risen with Christ, if you be risen with the word, because the word takes us higher, God's thoughts are higher, his ways are higher. Seek those things which are above, which above means higher, where Christ sits on the right hand of God, which is higher. Set your affections, set your affections, set what you're thinking about, set your mind, set your heart, set your soul on things above, not on things of the earth. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ, the word in God. The word comes out of God, in God. When Christ, the word, who is our life, so life is on the right hand of God, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness. These are things below. Fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscency, covetousness, which is idolatry, which is an automatic death. For which things sake the wrath of God comes on the children of disobedience. So wait a minute. I, I see the things that are beneath, but let's close with some things that are above. Right here, turn right to it. Revelation 5, okay? We're going to start in verse 5. And one of the elders said unto me, he's talking to John, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, have prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst, in the middle, of the elders stood he's standing he's not stood a lamb as it had been slain having seven horns and seven eyes which are the seven spirits of god sent forth into all the earth so these are some things that are above the seven spirits wisdom and understanding counsel and might 
uh, knowledge and fear in the righteousness of God, which we can find in the, we talk about this a lot or have Isaiah. You can find those seven in Isaiah chapter 11. Okay. So those are uh, the seven eyes of God we know are there above in the midst of the throne. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him, God the, of the, the father that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and 20 elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of saints. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof for you were slain and have redeemed us to God. Redemption is on the right hand by your blood on the right hand out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and have made us unto our God, kings and priests. This is on the right hand, that, that type of promotion. And we shall reign on the earth found on the right hand in Christ to reign with him. We die with Christ. We, we rise with Christ. We suffer with Christ. We reign. And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beast and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive. These are all above where Christ sits. Power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings. These are all there. Plus the comforter, the Holy Spirit, because he tells us he sends the comforter to us, the spirit of truth, the unctioning, the teacher that's within us living to take us above in the name of Jesus. Healing is there. Victory is there. Triumphant is there. Truth is there. Righteousness is there. You can also find all of this in Revelation 19. He tells us these things that are there. Our clean white linen is there. The rock that he shall give us, so the stone is there. The white robes are there. All these things are on the right side, the right hand of God our Father. Truth, righteousness, all these things, honor, wisdom, they're all on the right hand. But as I finish uh, Revelation 5, it's so many things. All the promises of God, the blessings of God are all on the right hand. How we get doors open, doors closed, the keys to, to David are all there. Mercy and grace is all there. The pure love of God is there. Protection is God and there. Shielding is there. Everything we need, our steps are ordered from that position on the right hand. It says, in every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, such as are in the sea and all, uh, and all that are in them, heard I saying blessings and honor and glory and power be unto him that sits upon the throne unto the, the lamb 
forever and ever. And the four in the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders uh, fell down and worshiped him that lives forever and ever. Sanctification, purification is there. Holiness is there in the name of power, love, and a sound mind is there, is there. Salvation, redemption is there in the name of Jesus. That's where we find our Lord. And that's where we find our life on the right hand. And that's where we should set our affection. So I send the word of God to the people, God, to the ears of God, to the hearts of men. You have the most blessed and beautiful day in the mighty and beautiful name of Jesus. Peace.